Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Lackadar Podcast. We are very glad you decided to join us today. Our hope here at Lackadar is that we are more than a podcast, not because of us, but because of God, and that we strive to bring glory to Him because that's the only place where glory is deserved, and that the listeners either come to know Christ if they don't, or built up in their walk with Christ. With that being said, of course, Lackadar does not need to be a substitute for your church body. We pray that you're plugged into a church body and are not letting Lackadar be a substitute for that. But hopefully, Lackadar is helping you in your daily walk. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our social media pages, which are in the episode description. We hope you enjoy the episode and God uses it. Welcome to the Lackadar Podcast. Today we have Mitchell Hunter on, and yep. uh, we're just going to kind of have a good conversation and talk through this. But before we get started, I'm going to pray. So let's pray again. God, thank you for this day, and thanks for all you've done for us. I pray that as we go throughout this time, you just allow us to get into your word and uh, just have a good conversation that glorifies you, and that through this we can just uh, reach somebody, anybody, God, and that uh, as always we can just uh, point everything in our lives to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Alright, Mitchell, I'm going to hand it over to you, however you want to get this started. I mean, I guess uh, the way that I kind of thought the um, the the way these were going, because like, we're going back through the people that kind of already did yeah. testimony episodes, um, kind of like a where are they now almost. Um, and I guess not much has changed um, since we were, uh, since I was last on the podcast. Um, I did change jobs, so that, that was um, awesome, from AutoZone to a... Uh, a business out in Hattiesburg called Spot Tracker. Um, it's a software company. Um, so living living the dream there. Um, so now I actually have like a steady schedule and stuff like that. So get more time with the family. So that's been awesome. And you get more time to do things like this. You yeah. know. So super excited about that. And then we just uh, I think we've also we were like in the process of coming back here to New Hope. Yeah. But I don't think we were like fully settled. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're like officially members and and all that and have yeah. a picture on the board and <laughs> and are kind of trying to be more involved in the different ministries and stuff like that so um that's that um all right so this, this is your third or fourth time to be here actually i believe so because i did it i did a testimony time or yeah. a t- testimony episode then we did that one for christmas yep um and i think then we're doing this one yeah so glad to have you on here man as I'm always super excited always every time you guys um Ask me, and I always, I've been listening pretty. Um, I think I've listened to just about every single one. I might have skipped some of the music ones, yeah. But I think the, not skipped, but like, yeah. I did th- didn't listen to those yet. Those weren't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is <laughs> not what I said. <laughs> Misinterpretation there, which is kind, kind of, of what, yeah, into what I thought we could we could kind of discuss. Um, that was that was not planned, but that was awesome. Um, me. Different misconceptions. The <laughs> <laughs> um, now let's roast him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but misconceptions of of church um, and of of the Christian life and uh, just different things of that nature. Just misconceptions in general. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, as you see in the in the title. Yes. Um, but I kind of wanted to jump into that. Um, just different things that I feel like. Um, not only like lost people would would kind of um, see differently than than um, people who are saved, but also like church people that have kind of misunderstood or have not have been like misguided or just not taught exactly correctly um, about different things. Um, the first one I kind of wanted to to bring up. Um, I feel like um, the church has like a a bad way of trying to relate. Um, 
not only to like lost people, but also like when within their own bodies. And it, mm-hmm. it sounds like I'm just like calling it out, but this is just something that I've kind of been thinking about. Um, but I feel like number one, in in their own congregations, I feel like um, elderly people and young people are like there's a disconnect there. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and on on both sides, you know, oh, yeah, I think absolutely. that that older people don't want to relate to younger people and younger people don't want to relate to older people. Um, And I think that can be kind of dangerous because, uh, I mean, number one, um, older people not wanting to relate to younger people, younger people can bring change in a good way. They they could bring bad change. I understand that, but you can, I mean, we can think those things through and talk about those things. But, um, and then again, I mean, obviously older people have, been on earth longer and they have more life experience and they have more wisdom and they should be able to share that with younger people. But I think that there's just this, um, generalization, generalization that happens that like younger people are just like, Oh, older people don't understand me. They don't want to listen to me. They don't want to do anything. And a lot of times that's the case, uh, I'm sure. Um, but I think there should be a mindset change in, in both, both sets of people. Um, I feel like I'm kind of in the middle, you know, I'm not necessarily older, but I'm also not young anymore. <laughs> I mean, I can still beat Jackson in basketball. Like, you know, uh, don't get me wrong, anybody, but I can't. Anybody. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. Um, so I'm just kidding. Um, but I'm also not exactly, um, I, don't, I don't know how, how the Bible puts it, is advanced in years, you mm-hmm. know? So like, I'm, I feel like I'm right there in the middle. Yeah. And I think that's also because of the disconnect there that there's also – like you see in many churches, people of like my age just not involved present. in church at all, yeah. not not even present. Yeah. You may see them sometimes Sunday morning, mm-hmm. uh, but they're not always involved. There are very few, yeah. you know, um, because and I think that's something that we um, we can kind of talk about later as well. Um, uh, so we'll we'll just leave it for that. Um, but I think that there needs to be something to where. Um, both of them can relate to each other, you know. Yeah. Um, older people need to to have a, a, I guess, more grace because young people can be difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand that. I mean, I have a little one, and I'm not, you know, they're not the same age or anything. But like having having the grace to understand, I was a kid once. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's there's kids in in our youth group that like I relate to a lot because like when I was younger, like I was I was that kid with ADHD. Like I, I cared, I wanted to pay attention, but it's it's also like very difficult. Even now, you know, I still I still have that like my mind wanders and stuff like that. Um, but I, I'm trying to correct it more. Um, so I see kids like that in 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 youth groups and stuff like that. And it's like they're trying, yeah. and they can they can obviously make other people upset because they are not just like just sit still, pay attention, and everything will be okay. But yeah. but you you have to take a little more extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there needs to be a better understanding of young people, but un- young people also have to, um, set aside some pride, you know, and yeah. be like, I'm, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to hear you out. Yeah. Um, but in that, like we said, I think older people also have to change their perspective mm-hmm. of, of, you know, oh, these young people don't know anything. Yeah. It's like, well, you know why they don't know anything because right. they weren't taught anything, yeah. you know, in, in the sense of, like, how to go about things, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, well, we were younger. We didn't do this and this. We, we did this and that. And I was like, well, that's because you didn't have access <laughs> to the different yeah. things. It's like, I guarantee you, if you had a TV with a PlayStation when you were younger, yeah. you would not be outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if there was one in, <laughs> in other... <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, and that's not... And that's not to down anybody, oh, yeah. you know, but there are different struggles now, mm-hmm. you know, um, in, in a different way. Like there are so many kids that have seen like or had worse life experiences at like 10 to 12 years old than people who are 45 mm-hmm. will have ever experienced. Oh, yeah. um, and, and school is not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you are like me when you, like they were in school back then, it's like your your principal would whip you then you would go back home and their parents would whip them and like say so like they would their behavior was was handled differently yeah. but now you have a classroom full of those kind of kids yeah. so like it is not the same for teachers it's not the same for students it's it's just not the same um and i think that um obviously i think 
older generation kind of like they they've acknowledged that it's not the same mm-hmm. but i also don't think they're willing to adapt to different things you yeah. know it's like well that kid's not acting right he just needs to be whipped and he'll be act right it's like that is not the case um but i just think there needs to be more understanding i, I feel like i'm talking loud you guys have any yeah well one thing i think i think the thing that's going to suffer the most is the church in the future mm. because Here, yeah the younger people are not always being discipled. For sure. Which leads to what you're talking about, which one day leads to where there's no older people. And by that, no younger people because there's not families coming. For sure. And the church is yeah. decreased in size. Mm, that's a really good point, for sure. Um, yeah, and that I think that's kind of like, and like I said, we'll kind of get into like the different um, understanding beliefs and stuff like that about... Um, you know, did different things in that nature, but I do think, like I said, there's there should be um, an attitude change in both camps. Mm-hmm. You know, younger yeah. and old people, and maybe that can come from from people of my age that try to bridge the gap of mm-hmm. like. Um, I think that there could be a time where you know, older people try to understand younger people in their context, yeah. and and you see that. You know, like yeah. I think there are Definitely. yeah there are different adults that like I'd. You know, things are different, but I still want to help. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but I think, and maybe I'm generalizing as well, but I think there's a, this, um, the general population is like, oh, they're young people, they're lazy, they don't understand anything. Yeah. Um, and so I think especially, and this is kind of a, a thought off of that, I think that younger people want to act like they know things more mm-hmm. because they've been treated so many times of you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well then I guess I'll just have to learn it myself or I guess yeah. I'll just have to, you know, um, act like I know what I'm doing because nobody wants to teach me anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, especially, I mean, so like, um, not to have a pity party or anything, but like, so when I was younger, my, my dad wasn't around, mm-hmm. you know, so I didn't know how to do all the things that, that other guys my age knew how to do. And even now, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to sit in a carport and work on my truck all the time. Like, that's just not exactly <laughs> something like number one, I know how to do. And number two, not really a desire that I have, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, I think that there's a, like, there's just a disconnect there. Yeah. And I think that um, relatability in, in the congregation with, with um, older people and younger people, there, there needs to be something there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, on the lines of relatability, um, I feel like um, the church doesn't always do a great job of relating to um, lost people. And I'm not saying that we should compromise our beliefs, and I'm not saying that we should... Um, just like stop believing the Bible. But what I am saying is that we should change our perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I think Ben, like you guys have been kind of doing like the, the, um, church words, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause like, um, if you're a person that hasn't been in church or hasn't like gone to church, but you want to kind of delve into like, who is Jesus and things like that. And you walk into the church and everyone is singing a song called "Being Washed in the Blood." Yeah, like that would be, yeah. like that would what give am me. I doing? Yeah. <laughs> that would that would give me some creepy vibes. Yeah. And it's like, what are they talking about? And so there's lots of like, um, I may use the wrong term, like analogies or metaphors and stuff like that that mm-hmm. the churches uses like use on the daily that other people, especially younger people, are like, what yeah. <laughs> is going on? You know what I mean? So like. I think that... And we've heard it all our lives. Yeah. So we just assume mm. that the average person that comes in there has heard them all their lives because they live in Mississippi or... Right. Absolutely. And that's... And like we said, that's it's like another thing that kind of relates to what we want to talk about later about how there's things that we're just kind of trained to act like we know in a sense of like um, knowing the right answer but not understanding it, yeah. you know. Um, but that's, like like we said, something we can hopefully get to. Yeah. Um, but uh, as an example, um, I guess, of, like, relating, it's like, so Jesus, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously is someone that we should model. And he was not, like, um, I'm trying to say, like, he was there with sinners. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure he went to some places that were not, you know, where 
quote unquote like high and mighty people would go yeah, you know yeah. like he was there with sinners and I'm not saying that we should participate mm-hmm. um, and that we should not um, understand that things are sinful and we shouldn't be like um, I'm, I'm trying to word it correctly um, but we should still be trying to to go after those people and relate yeah. to them in the sense of like um, like Jesus did it's like there there is trouble you know, in life, and there are like hard times and things like that. Um, but Jesus still went after them. He's like, "Look, I, you know, like there's, we've all been through trouble. You know what I mean?" Um, so, and I guess that that can be kind of our segue into the next um, topic that I kind of wanted to talk about is transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried. To, I was telling Ben. I tried to kind of like um, Southern Baptist preacher this thing and like make them all. <laughs> like either sound the same or have like start with, but it didn't work out. Um, so I got relatability and trans, um, transparency and that not even close, but anyway, yeah. uh, transparency. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not a pastor by any means, but, um, so transparency, I feel like, um, church people along the lines of relatability, we, we put up this wall or this mask of like, I have everything all together, you know. Um, I don't make mistakes like you guys do, you know. Like I don't, we're not suffering like you guys are because you know I have I have Jesus. So obviously life is going to be sunshines and rainbows and unicorns. So like I can't relate, you know. But and and I don't think that's like you, people's default attitude. I don't think people consciously are like I'm better than other people. Mm-hmm. But I think that especially if you've grown up in church, you kind of inherit that. Um, mindset mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. like you look at people differently in the sense of like uh, oh they're not in church so they're not you know on the same level as me you know what I mean um, so I feel like we should be more honest about our mistakes and the things that we struggle with instead of just acting like we have things all together oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's why I guess uh, well I mean I'm not going to say that some some topics and youth group are, are harder to talk about because we want to do that. But um, I think that kind of just goes back to um, the gospel. And I, I know we've talked about it, and you guys have talked about it on the podcast before, about understanding the gospel and what's been done for you. Yeah. Um, and understand that Jesus has done everything that we need. And like we should have no sense of pride of how, quote-unquote, good we are. Yeah. You know, um, like everything was was Jesus. Um, do you guys like kind of have anything to, to yes. bounce off of that? What you got? So, with transparency, I know this happened last year. Well, coming up on a year actually. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. Well, I guess if you listen for a long time, you do. Last year we had a youth camp, and when was that? It was July. Yeah, because you weren't there. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to, didn't mean to throw you on the bus like that. Too. I love how that's how he remembers. But, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, our youth pastor at the time was going to be leaving after that, and the camp pastor that was there, he's known us for a long time. His name's Matt Simmons. He's been on the podcast before. He told us that as a group, we should set aside time to be transparent with each other and get close to each other. So we did that the one afternoon of camp there. And I feel like that when we actually opened up and were transparent with each other, we got closer. And I feel like that mm. we still hasn't lost that today that we have the sense of closeness because we know what the other person's struggling with. Right. Like we, oh, I was there that night. Oh, yeah, he was there that night. We actually, <laughs> did, it, we actually did it later, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, I remember that night. Yeah. Okay, so kind of what I was just thinking about, like with the transparency thing, it's not necessarily relating to becoming closer. Mine's kind of mm-hmm. on the opposite end. Like, I feel like, like, the devil doesn't want you to be like he wants you to hot like kind of yeah. not talk about it. He doesn't mm-hmm. want you to let it out because then when you let it out, it festers, festers. Oh builds yeah, up. that's yeah. a really good point. It's a really good book. It's called Demolishing Strongholds, and I mean he talks about that a lot in that book. You know, like whenever you like let stuff build like oh you know yeah. you create a stronghold for the devil like mm-hmm. that in your heart and just mm-hmm. in your wall, you know yeah. for sure. Now, one thing about transparency is if I'm gonna use an example. Here. If I want to be transparent with Jackson, but I've never seen Jackson be transparent with anybody, mm, yeah, I'm not going to really want to do that because I'm going to have that mentality of, well, I know, I know in my head Jackson's not perfect, but what is, yeah, I seem perfect. Though. Yeah, right. Yeah, for and sure. like, well, he won't understand because he he's not going through that thing. Yeah, well, right. in reality, he might be, 
Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I think, you know, like I kind of want to, want to, um, say as well, I am not trying to condone or like to advertise saying like, be okay with your sin. Yeah. This yeah, is not course. what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is like, we all are struggling. Mm-hmm. And like Ben said, and like you guys are both saying is like in that, that's what brings you closer together. Mm-hmm. And that's also not only closer together as a church family, but also it'll bring other people who are struggling with it that don't have Christ mm-hmm. in that aspect will bring it as well. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the, the main issues when you ask my, why don't you go to church? Mm-hmm. It's like, because they're arrogant, yeah. you know, they're, they act like they're better than everybody. Yeah. And in that, I mean, we kind of talked about mm-hmm. that a little bit and having that mindset, but when you understand that you are not perfect and when you understand that you still struggle with sin, then you won't have that kind of attitude of like, oh, I'm, I'm better than this person yeah, because yeah. I don't do this or I don't do that. And I do do this and I do do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, no, you're, I'm finished. And along those same lines, when I know for myself, when I know that someone knows I might be struggling with a sin, I'm going to do more to avoid that sin. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to go and confess to that person. Yeah. yeah. I still have been lying. I still have been yeah. stealing. For sure, and that's a, that's a really good point. Is like accountability yeah. goes way up, you know, because if nobody knows what anybody's struggling with, how are you going to hold them to it, mm-hmm. you know, or how are you going to help them with it? Yeah. Um, I think like I have a, a friend that who's who's been to rehab, um, and he said that like one of the first things they try to teach you um, is like, well, so the first thing to fixing your problem is understanding you have a problem, mm-hmm. um, and so in that you can. You understand you have a problem, and then you can get help from others, and you can yep. see that you're not alone. And just like Jackson was kind of saying, like, if you don't, then you can kind of let that fester, mm-hmm. and that'll destroy you. Yeah. You know, like, that'll um, make you feel all by yourself, just mm-hmm. like what Satan wants you to do. Um, so you, you feel alone. You feel like no one relates to you. You feel like you can't get help because no one else is going through what you're going through. Yeah. But that's yeah. just the opposite. That's exactly where Satan wants you to be, but that's also the worst place to be. Absolutely. It's when you're alone and you True. feel like you're alone. Whether, I mean, we can be in a room with 20 people and you mm-hmm. can still feel alone. For yeah. sure. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that's when, I mean, that's when the devil's going to attack you, you mm-hmm. know. Whenever you don't have anybody to lean on. Yeah. You know, like I, I went through a kind of a period where I felt, well, I put myself in that period where I didn't have, like, a whole lot of community. I'm, I'm just being open and honest yeah. about it. And, I mean, like, I kind of, I felt that for sure, you know. Yeah. And that's, and that, like, we've all been there. You uh, know, absolutely. like, that's, that's not something that's just specifically yeah. you, you yeah. know what I mean? You know, the strange um, thing about that is most of the time we put ourselves in that position. Absolutely. Through, you don't realize it until yeah, after. Until after. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the thing, we talked about it. I can't remember if it was when he was on our podcast or when we were on his. We talked about how, with Jared, oh, how um, you don't know you're missing something until you don't have it. Oh, yeah, that was whenever he was on ours first yeah. time because we were talking about tribe. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's, there's definitely um, some areas in the, like that can be fixed with that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like just being open and honest about how you've struggled mm-hmm. will not only connect you with each other in the church, but also connect you with other people like out in the world that don't have Jesus. And they'll yeah. be like, okay, so like, how did you fix it? That's the other part of like accountability, just like Ben was saying, like, how did you fix it? It was like, okay, well I found Jesus, you know, and Jesus helped me through these things. Yeah. That's a really, um, vague way of saying it, but yeah. like the, like he helped me through those things and he put people in my life to Absolutely. help me get through it. Um, and, and help me fix it, yeah. you know, or I'm, I'm still working on fixing it, you know, and this is in no way trying to justify sin or anything, but right. whenever you have sinned and you have not caught, well, maybe conquered that sin, maybe you don't struggle with that sin anymore, maybe you still do, but when you have come on the other side of a sin you used to struggle with, then maybe you can help an unbeliever or a believer. God put that in your life to help that unbeliever or Absolutely. believer get through that sin, depend on you. Maybe there's some scriptures you've read or sermons you've listened to that have helped you get on the other side of that. Absolutely. Then you have the unique ability to share that with that person that mm. maybe I don't have because I didn't go through that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. awesome. And that, that's that's what community is. That mm. thought like at its base is what community like mm-hmm. the idea of us needing community is yeah, built off of. Absolutely. Yeah. And that and that just goes back to what we first started talking about. Mm-hmm. Like cuz Older people have gone through those yeah, situations, yeah. Mm-hmm. but um, 
young people feel like they can't go to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know like good and well that there are some older men that have probably been through some lust issues, yeah, you know, absolutely. and they can obviously help younger people with that. But mm-hmm. older people don't want to do that and younger people don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, both mindsets have to change. But anyways. And I think um, sometimes this might be more older people and younger people as well. When we've come through a sin that was a really trying sin that maybe we still have to struggle with, we don't want to talk about it. Mm. But Because of the judgment you get. Yeah. Because people don't want to be transparent. Yeah. When you see everyone else acts like they have everything together, when really they're struggling with something else Mm -hmm. too. There's a a Christian artist, which I'm not going to call him, but uh, he's a rapper that I know. Um, Andy Minio, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of him. Um, he has a song called Shame. It's one of my favorite songs by him. Um, but he talks about um, that everybody is crooked. Some just do a better job at hiding it. You know, So it's, it's, it's not something that's just exclusive to some people. Everyone is struggling with something. Yep. But are you going to be open and honest about it? Mm-hmm. Or are you just going to hide it and act like you have everything all together? Yeah. Um, There's also another song by Matthew West, Truth Be Told. And it's along the same lines. And one of the lines in the song is like, there's a sign on the door of the church that says, come as you are, but I doubt it. Mm. And like, yeah, because we treat that like, because we treat Christianity like other religions in that you have to get cleaned up before you can come. Right. When in fact, that's not, it's not the case. Right. Absolutely. Like, I mean, if you have somebody off the street that came and like, they, they walked in in like gym shorts and a t-shirt on Sunday morning, everyone would be like, what are they doing? Yeah. You don't need to be here. And that's not the attitude. And I'm sure that, like we said, I don't think that's like a conscious decision of people yeah. being, that's just something that's almost been programmed mm-hmm. yeah. when, when you, when you've grown yeah. up in church, it's like, you just naturally be like, well, who are they and what are they doing here? Yeah. You know, like I'm not wearing something like that, you know, and like, yeah. Oh, I must be better than them, you yeah. know? And that you have to consciously, get out of that mindset for sure. Um, Even if your initial thought is that same, you know, thought process is like, okay, I can't think this way. I have to. Yeah. And that's like, I feel like that's one of the kind of the disconnects between like the older generation and the newer generation is like, we've learned that growing up forever. Mm -hmm. And like, while it is a good thing, it's not the only thing. Right. You know, I think, you know, dress like dressing nice to go to church. It is a good thing. Mm hmm. But at the end of the day, if it comes down to dressing nice or not going to church, yeah, go yeah. to church wearing <laughs> like, pajamas. Yeah, yeah, like who cares? You know, exactly. for sure. But like, and you know, that's something like hopefully people will, like will realize like growing up, and maybe like it'll be passed down the same way. Yeah, right. So. I remember, um, and it's. I mean, I guess it's kind of um, irrelevant. But like when I was growing up in youth. Um, I, I wore a hat into the sanctuary on oh Sunday, Sunday, it was Sunday night. So it's not oh, like it was Sunday morning, <laughs> but it was Sunday night. And I walked in and one of the older people's like, take your hat off. And like, my hat literally says, I love Jesus. <laughs> like, why, why is this such a big deal? And I, and I think Paul talks about it. I've talked about it with my brother before. Paul talks about how, um, if it's going to cause other people to stumble, yeah. then don't do it. Like if yeah. it's not crucial for you to wear a hat, mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't wear the hat. Yeah. Um, but if uh, I'm not going to tell an unbeliever that like yeah. if you're coming to church, wear the hat. Like yeah. I, it doesn't We're bother me. Yeah. Right. And, and if it's bothering somebody else that you're coming to try and find Jesus, like then they might have a heart issue. Yeah. Like you might need to change your mindset a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, that's just, that's just something that I always think about and that I kind of, picture in my head and you know what i mean um but do you guys have anything else before we we go on to a different subject on on you know transparency okay um something and this this one probably be a little bit shorter um and i i don't see it as much anymore um but i remember like and you you can hear it all the time about like how satan is is destroying your life or like being um uh, I'm trying to phrase it without being rude. Um, like how we, we give Satan too much power. And that's the exact uh, truth of it is that the only power that Satan has over you as a believer, not as like an unbeliever, but as a believer, the only power that Satan has over you is the power that you give him. Yeah. You know, because Christ has defeated death, which is Satan's ultimate weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, he has defeated sin, which is um, Satan's 
other totally. huge yeah, yeah exactly so if you have christ then you have the tools to beat that mm-hmm. you know, obviously and the way that I've, I've explained it before um I, when i went to college i went to the river um and we have a really good basketball team we have really good sports teams in general i think the baseball right now is They're about to duco world series right exactly now. so like they have really good sports teams um but we went to a basketball game and we were playing this team and we were beating them um, by a solid 20 you know like we were we were up um, but every time the other team would score, they would they would get hyped. Like they would get out of their seats. They would be you know yelling and screaming and stuff like that. And one of the guys that I went to college with, he would he would yell out scoreboard scoreboard, and we would because we were up by twenty, you know. And I feel like that's that's a, a an analogy for our Christian life. Yeah. Like oftentimes, like if we have Christ, we have the victory. And like end of story, you know. But the game is still being played. Yeah. You know. Um, and so Satan is on the other team and he's obviously trying to bring you down as individual players. Um, it's like, Hey, you messed up here. Like, Oh, they, you let them score here. You, you know, you should, you should feel terrible about yourself. But it's like, dude, look at the scoreboard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you can't have you can't have that power over me if I don't give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that we should be more, um, like based on like not based, um, like your foundation should be more set in that what Christ has done for me is more important than what Satan is trying to do. And like if you're in situations where you're struggling with something, like if you take a step back and like this like what is not that what does this matter, but like how is this affecting me? You know, in, in a sense of like yeah. uh, it's like if you're struggling with lust, like take a step back and like Jesus has already defeated this. Like this is just Satan trying to get at me. Yeah. It's it's. Not, I'm not going to say easier to fight, but it's a better mindset than like, I'm struggling. Satan's too strong for me. I can't yeah. handle this, yeah. you know, because, I mean, you don't have to handle it in the first place anyway because Christ has already handled it. Um, and yes. while it's a harder struggle, Jesus will obviously be be able to help you fight that. I'm right. sorry. Because what it is, it's temptation. We think, mm-hmm. like, Jesus was tempted. Yep. And Jesus withstood it. Mm-hmm. So, it's the same thing with us. Yes, Satan does tempt us, but Satan doesn't make us sin. Either. Absolutely. For we sure. choose to and that, do that, that All you can do is make it look enticing. Yeah. So you have the choice ultimately or not. Yeah. So it's not yeah. Satan destroying your life while yeah. he m- may be trying to assist you in, in hurting yourself. Yeah. But ultimately you have the decision. Right. You know. And this is, I don't know where this verse is, and it's commonly misquoted and says that Jesus won't give you, or God won't give you anything you can't handle. The verse says God won't tempt you beyond your mm-hmm. measure, which with Him, He's gonna. The temptation will not like compare to the Holy Spirit and God working in us. Absolutely, absolutely, for sure. That's a good point. Um, and I think that it's like absolutely He will give us more than we can handle because yeah. we can't handle a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, without Him, we are you know yeah. just about worthless. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Um, I think that's just something that needs to be addressed in in general population is that the only power that Satan has is the one that you give him or the power that you give him. Um, And so kind of like we've we've been hinting at it this whole episode about um, understanding other people's beliefs and understanding other people like and your your perspective on other people. And this kind of ties into it a little bit. What I wanted to talk about, um, like growing up in church, if you've been through Sunday school for like – 20 years or you know however long a lot of times you know the correct answer but you don't understand the correct answer like someone can come up to you and be like what's john 3 16 and you could quote it like word by word word for word but do you fully understand the meaning Mm -hmm. of it and i think that as you get older the meaning deepens the Mm -hmm. meaning like means more to you you know um so i think that a lot of times um, in churches, we should teach more, um, not necessarily just correct answers, but why those answers are correct. All right. So someone is vacuuming in the background, so hopefully we can just tune that out. <laughs> okay. But um, I didn't know if you wanted to like stop yeah. it and then we could just cut it and then right. trim it. Either way. Okay. There we go. Okay. Right, stop for now. Don't have to cut and trim that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good deal. Um, anyway, so like. I think that knowing the right answer and having um, 
understanding of the right answer are two mm-hmm. different things. And yeah. it kind of goes along with understanding other people's beliefs, mm-hmm. you know, um, because uh, me and Ben were kind of talking about beforehand that um, you'll have um, somebody that has a belief about a certain um, aspect of life mm-hmm. and your counter argument to that is, uh, especially like a lost person, is um, – Oh, well, the Bible says otherwise. Yeah. It's like, well, they don't believe in the Bible. Yeah. So, like, obviously that's not going to win them over for it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, understand – because God doesn't give us things in life and, like, tools in life to help us out just to – just because it's his and yeah. it should be the right answer. He He knows everything. Yeah. So, like, he knows why this is the best choice for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Mitchell and I were talking before we got started – about the Creation Museum and the Ark in Kentucky, and kind of the thing that goes along there is more so at the Creation Museum than the Ark, is that we know Genesis one one God created the heavens and the earth, and we know probably you've drawn the little coloring sheet in Sunday school. God yeah. created this on this day, man on the sixth day, and so on. But if we're ever in an argument, do we know an argument with the atheist evolutionists? Not trying to prove our point, but trying to prove why, prove God mm. and why God is, because God is more than facts. Right. But proving what we believe, why we believe it, mm-hmm. instead of just knowing the facts. Right. Just knowing that the answer isn't always going to um, help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I think we were talking about as well, like in certain uh, situations in your life, mm-hmm. you could even know the correct answer, but it may not be... Like, you may not fully understand why it's the correct answer until you've done it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're going through something, you, you like, you, you think in your head, it's like, okay, well, the Sunday school answer is to pray about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's like, well, I mean, it's just, it's too, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know if prayer is going to do it. You know? And that's, yeah. like, an unconscious thought. It's not, well, I mean, it's like a, a thought that you just automatically think. It's not something that you're just, like, go yeah. ahead. Uh, like, whatever you say, how do you close the classic Sunday school how do you grow closer to God? Well, you pray, you read your Bible, mm. you come to church, yep. and it's like, yeah, those are great things. Mm-hmm. But if they're no more than the answer you're giving, because they're really doing anything for you. Yeah. There has to be heart behind it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good way to put it. Uh, kind of hitting on the knowing what you're talking about. Thing, mm-hmm. or one, of the, one of the biggest things that I've ever like dealt with whenever I was trying to talk to somebody about something biblical related where we mm. disagree was like when they disagree so much like I got mad mm. yeah like and I you know like I that's not right, right. I guess and I, I didn't I guess I didn't like I wasn't just you know like mm. beating up on them or anything like that but like well I'll explain it was over Adam and Eve the conversation was premarital sex and he said well, Adam and Eve weren't ever officially married in the Bible and they had sex. And I was like... It's a terrible argument for right now. <laughs> I, said, I said, I was like, well, you know, like, Eve came from Adam, you know, she was made for him. Right. They were, that was God's plan. I was like, I don't yeah. think they really had to be married at that time. Who was going to marry them? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> giraffe! You are! <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. Um, but anyway, and we, like... And he he was so insistent on it, like you know, like you're wrong, you're wrong. I was like, no, I'm not, you know, like I because like I yeah. knew it, but I, I had such a hard time. Like mm-hmm. I knew it was right, and I knew the things to say, but I let that kind of get in the way. And that's the thing, mm-hmm. like kind of look out for. Also, mm-hmm. is like you know, yeah, like a good point. When you know you're right, and you know you can do it, mm-hmm. you have to still stay Christ-like through it. Yeah, but and I think something that. Um, and I, I like because I used to I, well I haven't watched him very much recently. Frank Turek he goes to different universities and he debates Christianity with people, um, and a lot of times he'll start off um, with okay if I could prove to you a hundred percent fact that I'm right would you listen or would you apply it and they would be like no it's like okay well then there's no reason <laughs> yeah. to continue um, but that just like we we're like you're saying there's like you have to kind of stay grounded and mm-hmm. and I think scripture talks about you know like there there's just going to be some people that don't want to listen yeah um, and if you've put yourself in a position to where like you're a good source to, to lit or like not good source, but like if you're someone who's listening and you're not just somebody who's screaming at somebody yeah. and they still don't want to listen, then 
you know, might need to move on. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's something that I've struggled with hard. You know, yeah. it's like I need to prove my point. You know, like everyone is 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 um like I not wasting my time on anybody. You know what I mean? Like everybody needs to. Um, or I need to try my best to get everyone to agree or to mm-hmm. to follow Christ, but sometimes like it may just not be the moment. You know, yeah. it may be later on, and that conversation may help from later on you know but um that's a good point for sure um and it kind of goes back to relating you know um like it's something that i've kind of asked um and i still don't like have a hundred percent like down pat answer but like do you expect lost people to act saved you know what i mean like if they obviously don't believe in Christ, why would they try to act moral? Mm-hmm. But I think that's another thing to go back to relatability um, is that understanding that um, I think Christian movies do a terrible job of like understanding other people's beliefs because they like they like to paint atheists as like these terrible, awful, horrible, unmoral people. Mm-hmm. When majority of the time, like me and Ben talked about, is like sometimes like those atheists are like more moral and like nicer people than people who are saved you know what i mean so it's like we we need to change our mindset behind people who are lost and like we said kind of goes back to the gospel and understanding who you are Mm -hmm. and who you were before christ saved you um and then you can relate to other people more it's Mm -hmm. like well hey i struggled with that you know before i found christ and this is how you know, so that it's 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 just a full circle. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I think like a lot of times, you know, like we get like atheists and like, oh, he's atheist. He is the antichrist. Yeah, you know, right. like, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. not. It's like, he right. is antichrist in a way. Like yeah. he's against <laughs> you, know, but like right. that's not like you know he's not mm. like he's he's still somebody that needs Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. You know, Absolutely, just like everybody needs Jesus. He's somebody that I specifically need to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sometimes you think, well, that person, that person's an atheist. They're never gonna mm. be a Christian, so I don't have to worry about sharing the gospel with them. Right. Yeah. And sometimes, and if you've tried and they don't want to listen, yeah, it's it's a different story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that we need to do a better job of like understanding why people believe what they believe. Mm-hmm. And I think you find a lot of times as well, and even in Christian atmospheres, like, why do you believe this? You know, um, like if you've asked someone who's been in, in Sunday school for 20 years and you just ask them, like, why do you believe these? Why do you believe in, in Jesus? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the only thing that I know. Yeah. Like that is not <laughs> going to convince anyone to, to believe as well. Yeah. You know, um, it's like finding out why others believe in what they believe. And so, like, I mean, one one issue, and I don't want to delve too deep into this or get too political with it, like, abortion. Um, so, like, there are some people that are like, I believe in abortion because I don't think people should have kids and then those kids have to grow up in a terrible system in a terrible world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but the argument shouldn't be made for being able to kill the baby. It should yeah. be, why don't we have a better system? Yeah. So it's like, right. And so it's like you, you like your heart behind why, mm-hmm. like I understand, but your solution is, yeah, <laughs> doesn't not. make sense. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're trying to argue the same thing. Right. And like, while I don't think people should just go off and hot, have babies as much as they want to. And then them have like the kids have terrible lives. Yeah. It's like, if you're, you're um, like back to like your foundation, mm-hmm. like if your foundation is, you know, have a nuclear family, a father and a mother that love each other, and they're you know trying their best to do like the, um, their best for their kids, and they can come to know Christ and stuff like that. Then it works, yeah. you know. And sometimes the kids rebellious, but I'm saying like that's a better system mm-hmm. than to just you know kill the baby, like exactly. to not even give the baby a chance. Yeah. Because there's also people that have grown up in terrible conditions that have done great things mm-hmm. for their community and yeah. for society, you know what I mean? So it's like, why not even give them a chance to be yeah. able to, I think Tim Tebow is one of those people yeah. um, that he's made known that his mom had thought about having an abortion when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And look at him now, like yeah. he does so many good things for other people, you know what I mean? Um, so like there's understanding people's heart behind something instead of just cutting them off at, oh, you believe in this, then you're a terrible person, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and abortion I'm, is one of those huge I'm, things. I'm pretty, you know, I'm guilty of that. And that, all of us are. And yeah. I, that's why I want to address it, you know, is that something that we should 
understand that just be, like their belief is not the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like the hate the sin, love the sinner. You know what I mean? Um, like understanding why poli- people believe what they believe. And a lot of times, too, there's a reason. Um, some t- well, not I mean, like a lot of times there's people that just believe things because it's what they've been they're shoved down their throat, you know what I mean? Um, but sometimes people, um, like, for instance, like, I don't go to church, but I still believe in Jesus. It's like, why don't you go to church? And instead of just saying, oh, you don't go to church, you're a terrible person. Yeah. It's like, I don't go to church because I went to a church and they have wronged me very bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's much more understandable than just being like, oh, they don't want to go to church, you know, it's because they're, they're bad people. Yeah. It's like, they don't want to go to church because they've been hurt, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, then you can have a better mindset of of explaining to them it's like well not every church, every church is like that yeah. um i mean every church has has something that may hurt you but that's not the reason that you're coming you know what i mean and obviously there's different bodies of believers so it's like maybe there's just another body that you can come to or maybe you know like we can reevaluate why we're coming you know what i mean so yeah. like there it, it just gives you a better um, opportunity to share and a better opportunity for for them to um, understand what where you're coming from instead of just cutting you off as well, you know. Yeah. And one thing along those same lines about us expecting unbelievers to live like believers, we searched this right before we got started in Luke six verse forty three. It says, "For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes." nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. And, like, we can't expect unbelievers to have a biblically-based opinion about abortion or homosexuality or other things like that. You know what I mean? We have to respect their opinion, of course, because mm-hmm. we want them to respect our opinion. Absolutely. But yeah. we can't point. expect them to... And you know, some unbelievers are the most conservative people you'll ever meet have the conservative views that line up with what the Bible says, mm-hmm. but they don't believe the Bible itself. Right. Good point. Yep. So, and it all goes back to kind of like what how Jackson phrased it, the heart mm-hmm. behind things. And that's why you hear so many times in Scripture that like Christ is after your heart. Mm-hmm. He's not after your behavior, which your heart will affect your behavior. He's more after your heart. And I think Evan before he left, kind of talked about that. He's like, I don't want good kids. I want saved kids. Because saved kids will ultimately lead to good kids. You know what I mean? So, like, the heart behind things is much more important than um, just having the right answer or, you know, doing the right thing, quote-unquote. You know what I mean? Um, But those are the main things that I've kind of misconceptions that I feel like that I've encountered in my life. Um, and I don't know if there's anybody else out there that has those same kind of concerns, but that's kind of what I've gathered from my experiences. Yeah. Definitely. So, I don't know if you guys had anything else or any other misconception that you've, you've um, seen in your experiences that you wanted to address. They're probably they're probably happy. Yeah, there's probably more that I'm just not thinking of. But we can have a part two. Yeah, <laughs> part two. We're going to talk about how we're going to fix it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> End of episode. No, <laughs> just kidding. Roll the credits. <laughs> that would be good. But um, is there anything else? Unless you have anything else. Uh, no, I'm I'm good. I think I've talked plenty. Jackson. Yeah, I'm I'm not bad. I'm good. Okay. Well. Mitchell, we will pray, and then we'll move into some announcements. Absolutely. Let's pray. God, we thank you for uh, your word. We thank you for your character and, and your heart behind um, just how you love us, God. And we pray that uh, that we would love you the same way. And we thank you for uh, the demonstration and the example of Jesus and on how to love people and uh, how to have a heart for people. And I ask that you would help us to, to have that same kind of heart for people and that we would be able to relate to people and that we would uh, be transparent with people so that we could, we could better love them, Lord, so that we would be more like you and we could point others to you instead of pointing people away or being a stumbling 
block for for people who are on their way to you, God. Um, I'm so thankful again for for these two men and their commitment and their um, just how they've they've continued on in, in trying to share your word and share um, different perspectives on on, on your um, your teachings, God. And I'm just so thankful for that. And um, just help me to help all of us to apply these things to our lives, God, so that we can um, be better disciples and, and just be better representations of you, Lord. Um, I pray for all the people that have listened to this episode, um, and I pray that they would be able to, to come to know you better through this episode. And we pray most of all that you were glorified in what we've, what we've said, Lord. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So don't think I have any announcements, just that these episodes are leading up to our second birthday or anniversary, whatever you would like to call it, of the Like Our Podcast. And you have the opportunity to be in that episode if you would like to send a little clip of your favorite episode or what God has taught you through Lackadar or just an encouragement not to boast about myself or Jackson or any of our guests or to build up the Lackadar podcast. Just if you have something you feel God calling you to say about the Lackadar podcast, it can be small as 15 seconds. Just record it, send it to me, and... You can always reach out. I'm sure Mitchell would not mind me putting his Facebook or Instagram or not at all anything in the episode description and Jackson as well. Yeah, I don't know. And of course, like it all, and my own information will be in the. And if you have my personal number or Mitchell's or Jackson, don't hesitate to reach out. And of course, still have T-shirts, pop sockets, and yes, T-shirts, pop sockets, bracelets. And bumper stickers. And lastly, the day you're listening to this, you need to check our social media feed because we will be announcing the winner of our giveaway. We have a, a few participants in that right now, one of whom is sitting in this very room. Yes. And the t shirt is the one Jackson's actually wearing right now, and you can't see him. And <laughs> it will be autographed by Jackson and myself. So, yeah. Be worth some money one day. Yeah, it will be. Right. <laughs> yep. Give me a few days. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be running a big company one day. Yeah. So, I don't think I have anything else. Mitchell, you have anything? No, sir. Jackson? No, I don't have anything. Well, Mitchell, thank you for being back. Thank you for Always having me Always a pleasure. Back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jackson? Glad you got to see me. <laughs> Jackson, thanks as always. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Awkward. Thank it you. was awkward. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need me here for this? Or no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't guess there's anything else. I hope you guys have a great week. I love you guys. Go point to the point. Goodbye. <laughs>